I want to give a quick shout out to my friends at Dr. Dish Basketball. I've been connected with their team for the past few years, and I've used their products for a while now. Beyond their innovative and user-friendly machines, they are also tremendous people to work with, and their customer service is off the charts. It's no wonder why they become the preferred choice among top programs around the country and even world. I'm very grateful for their support of the show. Make sure to check them out at drdishbasketball.com or drdishbball on social media. And mention Two Feet In when ordering your next Dr. Dish to save an extra $300 off your purchase. Welcome to season two of Two Feet In the podcast. This season we are highlighting inspiring women focused on empowering other women. Two Feet in the podcast will explore ideas and inspire you to produce action. This is your place to break down ideas, get a strong dose of motivation, and learn to live two feet in. Today is the day to get up and get moving on your dreams with me. I am the coach, Heather Macy, and I'm ready to coach you on how to live two feet in. Joining Two Feet in the podcast today is Coach Jody Adams-Birch, an inspiring woman focused on empowering other women. Coach is a University of Tennessee graduate. She played four seasons under Coach Pat Summit. She's coached in the NCAA tournament multiple times, won multiple conference championships, and has over 25 years of coaching success and winning. What's up, Coach Jody Adams-Birch? Hey, not much, Heather. Thanks for having me. Well, I am glad that you're here. And what is new in your world and what was the COVID season like for you guys? You know, um, I I will speak specifically for me, the COVID life, um, being in Southern Illinois. And, you know, my husband uh, has a gym in Wichita. So that was interesting doing long distance relationship, number one, and and um, how huge communication is and staying connected is. Um, so our talks and our walk was very different uh, than we are when we are together day in and day out. So it just, you know, reemphasized some things that have importance in our life. Um, uh, first and foremost, that um, I, two is great and um, not, not very much breakable, but three is a chord that, uh, is often never broken. So we, we put God center um, of our lives and he's the one that instructs us and places us wherever we need to be in life. Uh, so we made the choice uh, to go through COVID, uh, not in fear, but in operating in joy. Yeah, that's incredible. So coach, explain to us how you've learned to balance all of that. A high level, division one college athlete turned coach, marriage, uh, now we're learning long distance. What's the secret to all of the, of the coaches that think that they can't have it both? Well, I, I think walking back to when I met Roy was uh, probably about year three at Wichita and had just taken over that program. And so we were rebuilding and, um, you know, and I was just very fortunate that uh, a friend of mine introduced us and uh, really knew us well and had known him for over 20 something years. So um, being so, you know, late in life and uh, doing what I do because it is not who I am, you know, it was really important to me uh, that, you know, Roy got to know me uh, because a lot of times when you are out front and you are leading a program um, and basketball is something that, 
you know, did I choose basketball? I chose to play it, you know, but there's a lot of times I believe that, um, you know, it, it also chose me and God chose me for this path. And in this path, it was, you know, helping other people's children and young women, whatever age they were when I was working with them and, you know, and really working with their hearts. So when uh, Roy and I met, um, it was just a conversation of really what I'm about. And I know it seems like I'm about winning because of first and foremost who my grandfather is and my father is and who Patty is. And then when you're winning, you just get stamped that. You get stamped. That's how you coach. And, and that's what you're about. And, and it is true to some degree because as we grow, what we see and what we hear and what behaviors we practice become revelation. So it's just, uh, so we wanted to walk together. We dated for about three, three and a half years before he um, asked me to marry him. So I guess I passed the test. And I just remember Heather praying to become a God-fearing woman, a God-fearing wife for a blended family. And he has two beautiful children. And I just wanted to be a, a good example for them in some way and on them understanding that love wins. Wow. That's an incredible story. And I know it's going to inspire a lot of our listeners. I would hate not to ask this, why I have you on the podcast <laughs> playing for Pat summit. Give us your best coach summit story or, you know, something that we've all wanted to know as, as we've admired her growing up for me, the only female person that we saw doing it at a high level. And, you know, and that's who I think we all as younger athletes and, and wannabe coaches said, I want to be the next Pat Summit and I want to do exactly what Pat Summit and how she carried herself. So tell us about Pat Summit. You know, I, I say that and I was asked, you know, a couple of times probably late in my late in the seasons at Wichita State, who are you trying to be, Pat Summit? Or, you know, not everybody wants to be in the Hall of Fame and that's totally correct. I'm not trying to be Pat Summit. You know, I'm trying to be the best version of Jody Adams Birch through journeying life and how God directs me. And I'm just so, I, I just get so fired up that uh, I have a relationship and I understand who I work for on earth and what my heart's about, because it's easy to see in today's society and how it is with the phones and flipping through Twitter roll and, you know, we can change what we see, right? Or we can take whatever we want to see, whether it's the truth or it's false or a source says, until we stop and we get to know people's hearts and have the awareness of ourself, it does get convoluted. You know, we're in a microwave society. So, you know, playing for Pat, and I say this, and people just kind of look at me like, really? I love the fact that the lens that I look through and wanting to learn and be a life learner, that she took a five foot four young spunky kid out of Bradley County that tore her ACL, first ACL, in eighth grade in front of her, which she carried me off the floor, did not play my freshman year in high school, didn't play AAU ball until, I want to say, my last two years um, in high school, uh, rehabbed, uh, because the doctors at that time, it would be a tough shot for you to ever play basketball. So, you know, again, I loved basketball, loved what it was about, and, you know, having the competitive spirit and, 
wanting to be a part of a team. I really enjoyed being a part of a team. And I loved, you know, the fact of everybody being a part, everybody being successful, being happy and, you know, winning and all that. But um, they weren't able to do the surgery. So my father and I looked for a different doctor. And Dr. Lipscomb ended up being my doctor in Nashville. And so he reconstructed my knee and later on through rehab and having to drive back to Nashville from Cleveland, Tennessee, we found out that he also operated on Pat's knee in the Olympics. So as the journey continues and rehabbed and I end up playing my sophomore year, they begin to recruit me again. So, you know, just being a, a young, you know, love competing and played, at, played for the most winning high school coach. Jim Smitty at one time until I think there was a lady that passed him in Texas. You know, she began to recruit me again. And I think I committed to her early on in our junior year. And I always say, you know, you know, she saw something special in me, you know, to take me because physically I am five, four. And, and this is, I think is no doubt a gift of hers. And one of the lessons that I have learned in her and blessed to watch her, but she, she looked for the great things, the qualities, the the soft skills, the skills that I have for basketball. They had to be pretty tight and right on. But for my role, what she wanted me to do, my soft skills fit perfectly in being that point guard for her 91 championship team. In saying that, uh, she did ask the doctor, well, is she going to be able to handle the impact and playing at this level and the rigorous things that you have to go through. And he said, I don't know anything about basketball, but I do know this. She is one of the toughest young women that I have ever been associated with as far as following her rehab and how um, she's committed to that. And our staff here adores her. So I always say, because he said I was tough, she signed me up. But in truth, I will tell you this. She saw something in me that probably I didn't see in myself. And the letters that I have today, and actually I have one sitting here on my desk uh, that I have framed. It doesn't talk about any of the hard skills, any points. It talked about loyalty, the humility, um, the selflessness. I think one of my biggest lessons, there, there was two about traveling through life because I was getting to the end of my career. And, and she said, to me, it is going to be very, very important that you surround yourself with people of integrity, people that you can learn from, the people that you can grow from. Because at the end of the day, like what I said, what we lay our eyes on and what our ears hear often becomes habitual. And that's what shapes us and molds us. I, I would say most important things that she taught me about surrounding myself with exceptional people, extraordinary people. People that were for me, that were my encouragers, that would lead me by faith, would remind me of when it got scary or was in fear or what truths and promises to follow. Remind me really of my heart and, and what is in my heart. Well, well thank you for well, sharing, you that, for sharing that. that. Let's jump Let's on the two feet in hot seat experience. Uh, so you're in the elevator at your most favorite hotel. The elevator door opens, you hit the button to the 34th floor, and as it's about to close, the person comes in the elevator. And that person needs you today in less than the ride up to the 34th floor. Tell about your life, your accomplishments, and generally give them a message to inspire them for the rest of the day. Well, I probably first ask them about themselves. 
probably wouldn't let them get to me. <laughs> but if in that short time they asked me what I did, because usually you do get asked that. I usually don't get asked what I coach. I usually am, uh, am I a soccer mom or am I a cheerleading coach? So uh, that's always a great start. I do start when they ask my, my profession. I say I'm a life teacher. You know, they're like a life teacher. And I'm like, yes, I'm blessed to coach basketball. Okay, what level? And I said, Division One. But you said you were a life teacher. Do you have to teach classes there? And I'm like, no. I said, the basketball part is, you know, just comes natural. It's, it's what brings us together sometimes. I said, what I like to do and the experience that I leave, you know, kids with is I really want them to know what their heart is, you know, what their gifts are. When it becomes challenging that we don't hit default, that we hit pause, and we're reminded we're lies in our heart. I'd say the last because they're like, okay, well, how do you do that? You know, and I say, well, we spend time. I spend time walking together. We spend time individually. But the biggest way that I know how to share them is really how I reset my day. And so I start my day with a reset and being grateful. And I want to be placed where I can make a, a difference. When it comes to young women's hearts, it is something that I, I do want to know their hearts. I do know what, want to know their hearts' desires, but I do want them to, like someone had for me, a bigger vision than maybe what I saw for myself. So that starts with their gifts. When they recognize their gifts and begin to operate in their gifts, which we all can serve. So what is their heart about? Then they can operate in joy because they're using their gifts to help others. And what would be your greatest faith over fear moment in your life? I would say through the separation of Wichita State and myself, of uh, having to leave. And I actually, I can't say having to leave. I'd say needing to leave Wichita and, and come here and to Southern Illinois. And um, that uh, my husband and I's faith uh, would get us through this journey. Even though we think our journey is just going to be a straight line. It's not. It's not designed that way. So what we have learned from this journey is to rely on our faith, uh, remain uh, connected to our hearts and us as one to stay connected with each other and, and you know, operating um, in joy. Uh, we're blessed to do what we do. I have a husband that is um, very gifted in helping, you know, others. Um, so, you know, I, I would just say leaving that and not really knowing why the pull and why they have to leave, but the need to, and what I have seen probably, uh, in three years has been just life changing, um, because I have just seen miracles after miracles and God has placed me in situations I never thought that, um, I would be used in to today. I just don't even doubt where he puts me. And I'm like, okay, let's go. That's great, coach. And I want you to give give our audience and our listeners right now your best storytelling. Oh, wow. So tell us story. Old self, new self, younger version versus current day Jody Adams Burge. Okay. Well once upon a time there was this girl that grew up in Bradley County. And um, lived in a city, a, a Cleveland city um, in Tennessee, not Cleveland, Ohio. So she um, had a father that was an unbelievable coach. And she has a mother that is a, a God-fearing woman. 
and uh, she grew up being the firstborn, being just a a ball of energy, uh, loved challenges, uh, was very competitive. She had a heart for people. And through her journey of um, playing basketball, playing softball, playing volleyball, and getting older and being recruited in both sports and basketball and volleyball, and even at Tennessee being recruited for both, you know, she journeyed through to picking Tennessee and um, going there and having a an unbelievable experience with a, a pretty cool lady named Pat Summit. There, she grew a little bit more from just being that fun, loving, competitive person that walked around probably with not a lot of fear, may want to say naive. But I would say there was some naive just because of where I ran. And that was to the ballparks, you know, to home, to church. Being at Tennessee, it became more worldly. I got to see more things and choices became, you know, really huge for her. Through that experience at Tennessee, I got to see um, many things. And I was blessed to see the world and travel travel the world with unbelievable people, including my assistant coaches in Holly Warlick and Mickey DeMoss. Um, so as she grew and, you know, everybody, I think at some point in time, they really saw her as a great teacher uh, that loved people, wanted everybody, even um the ones that were at the end of the bench to be included, wanted them to be happy. She figured out along the way uh, she was, she liked to please people. You know, people really loved her. Um, you know, uh, she was told by one sports writer, I've never seen anyone get a standing ovation when they go to check in. And so as you know, the events continued to happen through Tennessee and hopping on into uh, college basketball. There was this time of really having to figure out, you know, who am I pleasing? And that journey was confusing because I did want to do well um, for who I was working for. I wanted to remain competitive because we wanted to bring in the best. I wanted to be able to relate to the people that I was coaching, even though I was close to their age. So there were some things and then, you know, my faith. So there were different areas that I was always juggling and through the 26 years and to the to where I am today, to how to bring that all together. I will say probably the most brutal storm of her life is what brought it together. And that was through the separation of Wichita State. And so to watch that young lady grow from who she was you know, in Bradley County to where she is today in Carbondale, Illinois, uh, married and have two awesome bonus children. It's just been a cool experience to watch somebody depend on her faith and rely on his truths and promises and truly understand who she works for and uh, really get herself and have awareness of herself and be um, a hope infuser to others and sharing her story that uh, maybe too, that they get to walk uh, through life with joy. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm -hmm. It's time to do some rapid fire coach. Oh, so we're wow. going to put you on the two feet in quick style questions, lock in and let's go coach. Yeah. Give us your best quote. If it's not nice, it's not necessary. My mother. It's a great one. Okay. Book recommendation of the decade. I would say the latest book that, 
has been impactful to me is Rare Leadership and Shop with Carrie Water. I had to give you two. That's a great one. Okay, podcast or video to expand our listeners' thinking. Besides yours, because yours is different than some of them that I have been on, I really enjoy Focus 3. That's a great one. Okay, keys to habit stacking or creating a routine that really works for busy people. I would tell all busy people because we all have a chance to get caught up in the rat race that we need to reset our day every morning and give that time to to us to gain perspective perspective on what we do, who we are in people's lives. So by doing that, you know, I start mine by journaling, um, writing down what I am grateful for and then going through the things that, um, you know, I'm prayerful for. Uh, and then just uh, having a peace and calmness about walking through this day of where I'll be placed instead of doing a, a checklist or allowing the day to run me ragged. So that goes to environment that you're in of building a culture that doesn't run you ragged. You have one phone call to whom and why? I think it would be to my father because watching someone battle Alzheimer's. It's tough. And so even though he's still living today and I still get to call him, I think to have his clarity in the moments that I do or or am blessed to hear today at times, but yet I know he's gone, to see him whole and for him to share his wisdom would just, I think, be a beautiful thing. Thank you so much, Coach, for sharing that. Yeah. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. We- would you mind giving our listeners your final thoughts on, you know, when life isn't exactly where you want it to be, or you think you're going through one of your greatest trials, just give them some inspiration on to keep going because there's, there's something on the other side of what is perceived failure. Yeah. There's um, the only way that we can fail is we just don't get back up. I think all of us have visions of how life is going to be and what we want. And those are all great things when we're trying to reach goals and wanting to to be whoever we want to be and uh, whether it's an engineer it's a doctor it's a a teacher or it's a homemaker whatever it is uh, at the end of the day the plan that God has for us it, they, there is it is a plan it's not a plan to put us through hard times or anything like that but I, I would tell you fear paralyzes you And if we build life habits on solid truth and promises and making great choices of who we surround ourselves with and we really know our heart and we're aware of our own behaviors, it just makes the journey, I can't say easier. It's just we always know that we're, we're just gliding. We're not failing. So something may not be happening. We're just gliding and we're just waiting for him to move us wherever it is. To make the next impact. I just know not to live in fear because it, it does paralyze you. And, and, um, and I know uh, to be aware of truly who you are and how great you are and how much you do matter in this world. And you got to trust that and, and live that out. And um, the more that we serve, the more that we get to operate in joy. Thanks to our guest and friend, the life teacher, Coach Jody Adams-Burt, for being a part of the Two Feet In experience, reminding us basketball is what brings us all together. 
and hit pause versus default. Remain connected to your hearts and operate in joy. Visit the show notes to learn more about Coach or to reach her directly. That's been Coach Jody Adams-Birch on season two of Two Feet in the Podcast, where inspiring women are focused on empowering other women. A big thank you to all of our guests and our sponsors for being a part of the Two Feet In experience. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Heather. The Two Feet In podcast is brought to you by these sponsors. Have questions about recruiting for your high school or college athlete? Kathy Reeves of PD Sports Recruiting has your answers. Give Kathy a call at 404-662-7816 now. Sponsored by Acupuncture and Fertility. If you want to change your self-care game or find new ways to reach your goals, reach out to Acupuncture and Fertility at acugreenville.com to help you unwind, nurture, and heal. acugreenville.com